Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And it's been a hot minute since you and I have done a quick shot together. It really has been a hot minute since you and I have done one together. Mm-hmm. Um, but our TBRs are both like kind of in and out and we've been doing a ton of trope talks. So we're both kind of all over the, all place, over the place with our yes. reading lists. So, mm-hmm. um, well, and we're going to do something tonight. We haven't really done too much before because I have discovered my love of audio books. It only took like an interview with an entire audio production company <laughs> I know, and seriously. a top tiered audio narrator and another top tier audio narrator for you to like Plus, like, the three top-tier audio narrators that were part of the production company episode. Yeah, I know. I just needed a little bit of convincing from other people, apparently. Right. Because, you know, what I say doesn't matter. People, you should listen to me. Leah doesn't. Um, So, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are doing kind of a reread, but an audiobook listen. This is the first time we're listening to this audiobook of Mm -hmm. Dirty Talker by Marilyn Kelly. This is book four in the Slayers hockey series, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do need to say that, like, I loved book four. (laughs) I haven't liked the other two books after. Yes. Book four was a high for us. It really is. So the synopsis from Goodreads. His mouth is hot enough to melt the ice. Ten days. That's all I'm asking for. But not one of my NHL teammates is willing to cough up a sister, cousin, or trusted friend to play my fake girlfriend for this wet for this wedding. Pucking BS. Yeah, my mouth's been known to get me into places I don't belong, but this class five panty melter is on lockdown because the last thing I need is another complication. I'm about to give up when fate delivers the answers to my prayers. I'm not her type. She doesn't date jocks. All this sharp, sexy overachiever wants is a little fun and escape from her career driven life. It's a simple arrangement. So why am I complicating it? So the release date on this is March 22nd of 2021. Um, this is a hockey romance, fake date, wedding date, opposites attract. Um, Apparently, I really wanted everyone to know it was a hockey romance because I have it in there twice. Wrote it twice. And so fake, important, we wrote it twice. And fake relationship. <laughs> uh, Wade is a super swoony hero. He, he is a dirty talker. And they have kind of a fun meet-cute. They do. But then when you listen to the book, you see, you learn about when he first saw her. Which is kind of adorable also. It is. Um, So again, this is the Slayers Hockey. This is book four. This is absolutely a series of standalones. It can Mm -hmm. be read completely on its own. Put out percentage is 48%. Um, And the narrators for this audiobook were Ingrid May and Aaron Shedlock. And I am slowly becoming a bit of a huge fan of Aaron Shedlock because he did Catherine Cowell's beautiful um, Sutter Lake series Mm. and he's got a couple others that i've recently been listening to that yeah this was my first one for both of these narrators because again i am new to the narrator world but i really liked the way that their voices mesh together yeah um i think they did a really great job of um portraying these Mm -hmm. characters in this book um because so and we'll talk about the meet cute in a minute but let's talk about Wade a little bit because I think Aaron 
it, he did a really great job of bringing who Wade is as a character. Mm -hmm. He's obviously, you know, very talented. He's playing professional hockey. But it, to listen to him talk about it, it's just been by chance because he's the mm -hmm. annoying kid that's always showing up and he mm -hmm. just continues to work 10 times harder than everybody else so that he can be where he's supposed to be. Well, and as you listen to the book, like his dad is like a big deal. Like he's the high school football coach, but he played college football and like the goal, like the goal was always for him to play football. So he's kind of like the black sheep in a sense. He's not, but he is kind of like the black sheep in the sense that like he decided, like he fell in love with hockey and he decided to pursue that. But like the family makes fun of him nonstop about the fact that he doesn't play football. They're very supportive though, which is like, <laughs> but they still make fun of him. But I love the family dynamic in this book because they are really supportive, but they're like really hockey. Like that's the way you want to go. Like even now, like he's in the NFL and they're like, or the NHL and they're like, hockey, you still want to do this? <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. Um, one of the things we get about Wade that's really done well in this book is just how desperate, like you hear the desperation in the mm -hmm. audio narration for his date, how he is desperate uh -huh. because he cannot show up at this wedding. It's his, it's his younger brother, right? Older brother. Yes. Young. Mm, no, young, younger, I think. Okay. I thought it was younger too. Younger brother. Don't quote us on that. We might be wrong. Now I'm like total. it's two years. There's just two years between them. Yeah. I don't, I don't crap but okay. anyway so he is desperate for this date and he basically they're sitting at a bar talking and wade is basically begging his friends he's like are you sure you don't have a sister a close acquaintance just somebody somebody right. that i can take it's i mean he is desperate he does not want to go to this wedding without um somebody a, yeah a date a female beside somebody. him and you want like, and the one thing too, like, yes, I knew like the way the book ended, but the way his de desperation is the way like he described it, like you, until they get to the house and like, you see why he is so desperate for this. Like you really believe like that he needs this, he needs this to happen. Yeah. Um, I'll also say Wade might be one of the most thoughtful mm -hmm. heroes ever. Like, yeah. it's almost, hum he's a bit humble about who he is and where he comes from. And he just wants to be low key. He wants to play hockey. Um, he wants to make his family proud. He is a mama's boy. Oh, he totally is. But I think part of it is the fact that he recognizes like how hard he had to work to get to where he is. Like he had to work to play at college. He had to work to gain his spot in the AHL. He had to work to get that next step up. Like, so he really takes, he appreciates the fact that he is where he is. Like he does not take it for granted. Like now that he's an NHL player, like he's not like, Oh, I'm in the NHL. I can do what I want. Like he continually is working to create this well, goal of his. And he's in the middle of a contract negotiation. It is off season. It is summer. Mm -hmm. He's going home for a wedding. He could totally slough off, and but mm -hmm. he's still out running 
every morning. It's 10 days. 10 days of not exercising isn't going to kill a guy that's in this kind of health. But he takes it so seriously. So he's running six, 10 miles and, you know, really if, pushing if, himself. If if he can, if Harlow can keep up with him. Oh my God, that was the funniest. That's really funny. So let's talk about the meet cute before we get into who Harlow is. Mm-hmm. So in the audiobook, you learn that Wade actually met her in an elevator at the bank that she works at and that his um, financial planner is at. And, um, but Harlow does not think that that is their first, she doesn't remember that meet cute. No, she did. Well, and honestly, she kind of forgets how they meet a little bit at the bar too, because she's super drunk. Well, so she's at the bar. She was kind of the third wheel that was, you know, she was invited to be the fourth at a bachelorette party for one of her coworkers, and she was kind of dragged along. She didn't really want to have been there. She'd had a bad couple days at work. And she is drunk on snowflake martinis, which Marilyn Kelly, if you are listening to this and you would like to send me that recipe, I would absolutely like to know what is in a snowflake martini because I'm in. Um, but the next Did morning. Did you Google it? No, I didn't. Oh. The next morning, <laughs> Harlow, I did not have time for that. The next morning, the next day, Harlow is supposed to meet Wade at a bar, at a pub, for lunch and to talk about the plan of being his fake wedding date. She doesn't remember his name. Or who, what he looks like. She sits down with a different one of his teammates at the bar. Who, like, she even, like, comments, like, she didn't think he was the right guy. But she had a lot of snowflake martinis, so she's thinking her memory is not correct. And Wade just sits there and watches it happen, like, as she interacts with him, and the guy's trying to get her to go out on a date and hook up with him, and finally, like, she's like, no, thank you, I'm just not interested, I know we had plans, but, you know, it's just, it's not happening for me, I just can't, and Wade steps in, he's like, so are we ready to have lunch now? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, oh, she's- shit this is this is the one that i need to be talking to because she's she's trying to back out like she wants out of this situation she's like what the fuck did i agree to right she might have had a lot to drink well so let's talk about harlow because she um you know we often talk about grumpy sunshine she's a little bit of a female grumpy she is like her but it when you hear her backstory like you she is this woman who is striving for acceptance from people in her life and she works so so hard to get it but she never does like nothing she does is good enough so she's kind of stuck but she like refuses to move past it like she she needs this acceptance she wants it so this is like the her life goal to get this acceptance and there's some really pivotal moments in the book like later on where she's like it's never gonna happen no and I really I forgot and I don't want to spoil this for anybody who hasn't read or listened to this book yet she really makes a tough choice Mm -hmm. and in the end, it looks like, you know, you might think, oh, she picked Wade. She didn't. She picked herself. Mm-hmm. She picked herself. She gave some boundaries and she stuck to those boundaries. And mm-hmm. I kind of had forgotten that piece. I guess in my brain, I uh-huh. thought she didn't pick herself. And um, 
Well, but I think, I think you thought it because of the way that it happened, yeah. because the way the threats are thrown down and the way that like all of like that culminates, it, it ties into her relationship with him. But at the same time, she's like, she has this epiphany moment where it's like, no matter what I do or who I do it with, it's not going to be enough. No. Um, she is a little bit of an aloof character Mm -hmm. and a little standoffish but as you get to know about her background and i really loved those really sweet moments with um wade's Wade's mom mom. grace Mm -hmm. um holy crap there's this really funny moment where they are working on um the name plate holders Mm -hmm. and decorations for the tables yeah and they give wade glue and glitter but his mom's actually not giving him real ones because he ends up with like jewels glued to his head and glitter in his hair he's a hot freaking mess he's like a toddler who you should never give those things to but then he goes and takes a shower his mother sends him to the shower he's not even allowed to use the good shower he has to use the one that for when like they're dirty Mm -hmm. and um puts on these sweatpants from like middle school years ago his mom's reaction which is like whoa (laughs) she's like please back away back away get that out of my face could you sit down yeah she basically tells him to go hide yeah she's like banished him to the bedroom then she tells them to lock the door yeah because nobody should see that and oh my god but i had forgotten that part with the glitter and like in his hair and well and like harlow has to like clean it off of him because it's like it is everywhere yeah but it but honestly like that's one of the sweetest moments with the two of them too it really was it was so sweet um so one of the best lines in this whole book and i just had messaged Marilyn a couple weeks ago about this is Harlow is kind of giving Wade the cold shoulder. They're staying in a hotel room together. He's sleeping on the pullout. She's sleeping in the bedroom. Um, They're having little moments, but he's neither one of them are acting on it. Well, and she, but Harlow's so like, she's almost confused in what she's feeling for him. So she's like, am I, is he flirting with me for real? Or is it, not right it's the confusion that goes in with the whole fake dating mm-hmm. piece of this you know are these real feelings or is he just doing these moments because like they're soap opera kissing and standing at odd angles so that Love people that will think they're too, together the soap opera kisses well and he talks about it with such detail she's like wait were you watching the soap operas or was grandma watching the soap operas and he's like mm-hmm. it might have been me um but he calls his buddy axel and such a dumb he's like axel how do i uh get her like how do i get her to move past the whole fake dating we're friends to you know touching how do i make my move basically yeah and he's like be the bunny (laughs) (laughs) and then he has the bunny text him Mm -hmm. with the moves (laughs) Mm -hmm. he has to be the bunny He's just like, the thing is, stop. It works. Totally works. Be the bunny. Be the bunny. Yeah. I, and to hear Aaron say that, like, I just laughed really hard in that moment. Cause I like, I, I like knew that part was coming since I had already read the book. Like, I knew it was coming. So, like, when he's like, be the bunny, but it's so serious. And I was like, I just, 
I cracked up a little bit. It's so funny. And um, having, you know, chatted and spoke with Aaron Shedlock before, I can totally see him giving that kind of advice in real life. Like, oh, oh my God. Yes. Like, (laughs) yes. Um, I do want to say, though, I think that the female narrator, Ingrid May, she did a really phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. You know, she has a character that was very kind of aloof and a little buttoned up. Mm hmm. Um, and who has kind of this tragic backstory, but with the way that she narrates her, she brings this warmth Mm -hmm. into her. And as a listener, I am, I just want to give her a hug. I want to, I loved Harlow even more listening to Ingrid, you know. And honestly, like when I, when it first switched to the female narration, because the book opens in Wade's point of view. So when it first switched to the female narration, I was like, I don't know if this fits. Like it was a little too bubbly for me in a sense, but as you list, keep listening, you're like this voice and the way in which she does this narration is perfect. Like it flows so well because she really gets that essence of Harlow. Cause like deep down, like as you get to know Harlow, she is this she has this bubbliness to her that she just needs brought out. And I thought that I wasn't sure if I was going to like the way that she did the character from the get-go, but as I listened through that first chapter in her point of view, I was like, it works really, really well. Cause she got those aloof like undertones, but really the heart of Harlow's character at the same time. Yeah. So let's real quick, and we I don't want to spoil, but part of the reason that, and we learned this like in chapter three, part of the reason that Wade is desperate for a date for the wedding mm-hmm. is this family friend, Kelsey. Yes. Kelsey was a friend of his from high school mm-hmm. and her life has not been great. Yeah. And um, some things have happened and basically the family has kind of adopted her. Yeah, so she lives with, well, I don't know if she still does, but she had moved in with his she parents. She does. She does. She still lives with his parents. Mm-hmm. And, but all the while she is carrying a torch for oh, Wade. Mm-hmm. She thinks that Wade is going to, when he's done it in the NHL, he's going to move back to the small town. He is going to coach hockey there. They're going to get mm-hmm. married. They're going to have babies together. She will have this permanent family with the Grady's. And almost to a desperation and like little stalkerish, like a little bit bonkers town. Yeah. A lot bonkers town. Well, cause as, as Wade tells Harlow, like their history and some of the things that she's done and he's, he's never said anything about it because he, he feels bad in the sense that like, she didn't have this good home life. And so he doesn't want her like pushed out but at the same time like he it doesn't matter what he says like and how he deals with her like she doesn't understand like he is never going to feel the same way about her and that's the motivation in bringing harlow in because he he needs that finite act that hopefully changes things yeah um and so i won't spoil how that goes and how things work forward between all of them just know she is bonkers, but Wade and Harlow do get an H.A. They do. Um, okay, so uh, 
we listened to the audiobook. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you enjoy this audiobook? I did. I liked it a lot. Like I thought that the narration worked really well with the characters. I thought the voices matched the character. Um, and I thought the two voices flowed well together. Yeah. Um, I agree. I really enjoyed this as a uh, dual narration. Mm-hmm. I really felt like they brought a next level to these. I already liked these characters, mm-hmm. but the way that they perform them and interpret them, they brought them to a next level. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so who would typically like this book? Who do you think would like this um, audiobook? I mean, if you like an audiobook, this is one that you're going to like. If you like listening to audiobooks, I don't foresee you not liking the way this one plays out. No, and I think, I know um, for me, you know, sometimes audio narrators can be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. These two do not step outside the character box. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, you know, it's exactly what I wanted. It wasn't any over-the-top performances. The voices right. didn't you know, start to feel long or drawn out. It was just really, really well done. Well, it was really steady too. There wasn't any like lull in the way in which they, because I've listened to one recently where by the end of the book, like I almost felt like the narrator was bored with the book. And so by the end of the book, I was like, oh man, they're kind of ruining this book for me. But I didn't, I didn't feel that in this. Like they had the same energy from word one to word yeah. The last word. I agree. Um, would you recommend this audiobook? I I definitely would. As new to audio, I would definitely recommend this one because I really enjoyed it. I will, I would too. Um, this is through Dreamscape Media, mm-hmm. and they do are a very good production house and do a really great job in editing and in their audiobooks. They're really high quality. So I absolutely would recommend. Um, this audiobook, particularly if you like hockey romance and you just need mm-hmm. something to listen to your ears when you're not catching up on an episode of Buzzing About Romance, then you should absolutely check out Dirty Talker. Um, okay. Do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Leah, thanks for listening to Dirty Talker with me. Of course. It was good. I really enjoyed it and I. But I will say I have to have read a book before I can audio it. So yeah. that was it's a good test. It is a good test. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.